I'm Trudy Gurr and welcome to The Interviewer. In this series, I'll be talking to artists, campaigners, men and women of influence, musicians, performers and anyone who shapes the fabric of our society. And today, I'm thrilled to be joined by two members of one of Malta's biggest bands. I'm here in the studio with guitarist of Red Electric, session guitarist for many artists, owner and producer of Railway Studios, and pianist and funny man with the impossible name. I'm joined by Peter Borge and Alejandro Spateri, Monsignor. Perfect. Monsignor. Actually, yeah, that was really good. I got it better a little bit this time, eh? Yeah. Monsignor. It's, it's, usually, it's usually on the on the typing that people go horribly wrong. On the pronunciation as well, but it's the, it's the typing that usually is really, really wrong. I've interviewed you several times, Ali, yeah. and I'm always nervous about pronouncing your surname. Whereas, Peter, you're Borge. That's fairly straightforward. Listen, we're going to be talking about music in the COVID pandemic, staying faithful to the vision, and, of course, the massive new collaboration with Destiny that has just gone straight in to the charts, right to the top of the charts, mistake. But first of all, gentlemen, how are you? How is life treating you? Peter, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Keeping busy, as usual. Um, pretty without, With COVID present as being a musician, it's, it's a bit easier to create a bit of a routine because it's not as crazy with rehearsals and with gigs, you know what I mean? So it's pretty much standard week of studio and then some gym and then you know you chill well, at I, night I've got to say you look <laughs> amazing you look really well ah, thank you so Covid <laughs> has brought to you the gym no actually actually yes I, I took it quite seriously during Covid for the past year good for you yep had a lot of time <laughs> nice Ali how are you how are you doing I was hoping you don't ask me about the gym <laughs> I'm is, glad. is the gym not going so uh, well uh, no no it used to be a thing but now not not anymore well I'm I'm a bit busy with university. I'm I'm in my final year and I have to wrap up my dissertation. And, and you're studying? Thing. I'm studying music. So fantastic! I have a dissertation to do where I have to compose music and you know write all about it. So that's what I'm spending my days. In fairness, is that not cheating? Um, I mean, I mean, you're doing a music. <laughs> I guess well, but but it's it's a it's a bit of a different process because it's you know there's the sort of two different words composing and songwriting which which is more what I get to do when I'm well around Peter because he's here but composing is is, is something you know the process is, is quite different because it's more typically it's more with the with the sort of live acoustic instruments you know chamber instruments and all that so what okay I, I, I described you as a pianist mm -hmm. but what what are your instruments what what is your instrument of choice oh well I, I, I studied piano and then that's my that's my you know main main instrument but the, the way piano works and the way and the way sort of the way it's laid out it really sort of helps you to tap into all the other instruments quite easily because visually even quite visually the, the piano is laid out in a way that you can see everything and then when you grab a guitar for the first time you're like oh so basically the fretboard is essentially you know just just a, a different it's the piano literally you know it's just just a different way of Sort of using it with, with your hands kind of literally so can i just i, I just want to check this you're saying that the, the piano is a is a springboard into all other instruments it's 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 kind of a foundation for all others i'm going to just pose this to you i was told that the recorder 
<laughs> was the instrument that would take me into all. What's, what's the in, in Did, primary you ever school? Seen everyone, uh, wait, everyone well, it was such a thing the recorder back then. I'm so curious about that. And like, nobody has ever was, played it. Who was the first person in the system? Who was like, you know what? We need to all. You need to modify our education. We need to, you know, we need to teach kids the recorder. You know, and the people in the boardroom were like, "Wow, that's great! Let's do that." Recorders. Because no one it's plays so the recorders. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's really weird. I've, I've I've actually thought about that before. I have no idea why. And I um, I was particularly terrible at it, and and quite often threw mine across the room. I mean, to be honest, it's quite a unless you're you're good with it. I think it sounds quite horrible as a <laughs> as an instrument. So. You know. yes, he's going he's going to springboard people to, to take up uh, music obviously um listen i want to start off by talking uh, about this what i was considering a very unexpected collaboration with junior eurovision winner and eurovision malta winner destiny in this insanely amazing track mistake which has had so many uh, good references and, and so much good feedback uh, international standard uh-huh. it should be out there how did this come about peter tell me how it came about because this is unexpected um i, I think we, we had a meeting with steven levivella who who did the video actually and we're like steve we really want to do a collaboration for this track you know it's gospely and it, it could really work with a female because vocalist it's a track from your album it is a track from our album actually yes it's the second track and um and destiny's name popped up amongst obviously a few others but um, since the track has a gospel element you know what I mean Destiny was like alright it's like a no-brainer that we have to get Destiny on board for the song you know what I mean um, she came into the studio we recorded it really quickly like it took us maybe an hour to do her vocals it, was, it was fast it was fast it just it just literally worked I mean sometimes songs just work for a singer you know what I mean and um, it just worked straight away and everyone who heard it was like in fact, it, 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 had, uh, it had such a big reaction. We, have, we hadn't seen that, that big a reaction in quite a while, to be honest, for a song. No, I mean, it has. Uh-huh. And, and as I said... The, the it skipped all the tracks which we've released in the past few years, view-wise. It's already at a, about 80k on YouTube, which was huge. so incredible and, and, and the video great. again was very simple was done really it was a simple video it took us like six hours only to do six six to eight hours but then the editing who makes it makes it creative how, how you edit and stuff like that so yeah when everything had to be scaled down budget wise because obviously covid right now you know i mean no one has that many gigs and stuff you know so we had to do something simple and 
Well, Thank you, God, you it works. simple, but it's Red Electric. It's Destiny, two uh-huh. of the biggest names in Malta. Plus, uh-huh. of course, your the the dancers. Yeah, those are obviously yes. Those those made a big difference as well. Concept and these are the guys. Amazing. They've just been in Malta's Got, Got Talent. Talent. So Insane. you get you get these three huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, very current household names right now <laughs> and you put them together in a video and you put them together in a song and it, it just exploded and, and of course it, it was going to be expected but uh-huh. but when when you first said to me you've got a track coming out with Destiny I can't help but, so uh-huh. but tell you that I thought what? Uh-huh. I mean she's, she's, she's an all-rounder I mean she can she can sing she can sing so many styles you know what I mean and I think she should have more opportunities to sing different styles because she's just so you know she's amazing She's world class. Absolutely. Now, now. And I think it's the first time people saw her in a in a track like that. To be honest. Exactly. Uh-huh. And they were like, okay, Destiny with guitars and drums. You know, this is different. We like it. We need. To, and there were actual people saying, we want to see Destiny in more band and yeah, not not just comment. too pop. You know, they want to see her in more artistic. You know. I, I tell you why it made me think, and I'll tell you exactly why it made me think. Because I interviewed both of you, and I've interviewed you several times, but I've interviewed you many years ago when I first started in radio. And I said to you guys, will you ever do Eurovision? And you said, Hmm. not on our lives. And then so... I don't even remember this. I do. I probably wasn't there myself. (laughs) 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 Probably it was Ivan. So many people asked us that question. And then, of course, you, you teamed up with Destiny, who for better or for worse, is immediately associated with Eurovision. And you've just defined that. You've just said, you know, she's so much more than Eurovision. To be honest, I don't even think of Eurovision. I think of Destiny. I think of Destiny because I've, I've recorded her before. I just think of this vintage, um, you know, blues voice in some way, soul and gospel and that type of world. I mean, obviously, she, you know, I mean, her look gives you that vibe, but it's not only her look. It's the timber, it's the attitude, you know, she has it all for this type of stuff. Who wrote the track? We, we co-wrote this. I, I remember Joe started it in America because I had come earlier. I had come two weeks before Joe and he started the, the initial mood. In fact, I remember the, the project. The, the, pro- the, the production was like... America Riff. America Riff. The name, Riff, the name uh-huh. it was America Riff. And then me and Dale we worked on the studio. We, I, I did the kind of mm, the stops parts, you know, and Dale did the keyboards and all that stuff. It was really, it was very much a joint collaboration. Ivan came in, did all the bass. But when yeah. you when you put that that track onto the album, and you told me that when I saw you guys at a photo shoot recently, you said to me, "There's a track coming out from the album," and then I sort of weaned the information out of Peter that there was there was going to be somebody on the track with you, and there'd be a collaboration. But when you recorded that album. Uh, and you recorded that track onto the album. Obviously, you were happy with it. So, was there ever a moment where you were like, "Oh, we're giving up our baby here to be," you know? Did, did, is there ever a bit of a heart str- pull there? Mm. Well, I, I think y- yes and no because um, w- I think that, that there's a sort of element that even though, we, and this isn't meant to sound bad, but you sort of move on from songs as well. So, I mean, I lo- I love the album completely, but. You know, the, w- people have to understand that we, we've listened to. I mean, mistake is, isn't just on the album for us. It's existed a year before the album came out, and we've listened to it so many times. So sometimes bringing on, you know, bringing on Destiny, for for example, on on mistake was in a way also, you know, giving it sort of a, a new life, um, a new shape. For p- some people, it was their first listen. For us, it was like the 
1000 listen but with a sort of new now with a new shape so um now i listen to i i listen to, to, to the mistake as it is now and it's like you know it's almost like a new track even though it's existed for uh-huh. three years in my head so. listen we you were talking about that just a few minutes ago about uh you know collaborating and, and teaming up with new teams and new new ways of, of recording music a lot of people i've been talking to in the music industry have ta- talked about the fact that covid you know and, and and even when i've spoken to the busker recently covid has changed the way people are writing and producing music simply because mm-hmm. over the past year it hasn't necessarily been possible to get together and to meet and so there's been an awful lot more collaborations coming out there's been a different angles of creativity has that been the same for red electric as red electric always stayed doing what red electric does i don't think our songwriting system changed that much to be honest because we're we're four guys only so we still kept on meeting to be honest um there was a point in the beginning of covid when joe wanted to stay at home um, i remember i remember mm. in fact he, was doing, he did that interview with you on the phone as he well did, yeah uh-huh, absolutely uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but then when summer kicked in we just kept on writing normally uh, what changed a lot is our uh, collaborations with foreign with foreign writers obviously which we are constantly doing as part of our you know publishing deal and stuff like that and before we used to go up we used to go to london three or four times a year organize songwriting camps now we can't i mean whoa 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 back up there hang on hang on one second so I knew that you guys had gone off to the US and, and you'd gone to LA and you'd had this this experience. I was going to ask you about that in a few minutes. But you also were going up to the UK and, and UK, we, we stopped going to LA because it just didn't make sense anymore financially. And uh, we focused our efforts on, on London. We, have a con- we had a contact because now he moved to Malta who put us in touch with a publishing house. And we're constantly in sessions with, with writers from Aleandro can say more because... Yeah. He researches them a bit more than me, <laughs> but you know, um, we're constantly in sessions. Constantly in sessions with with other artists, doing what? For what purpose? What's the end result of this? Because this is really exciting. Well, um, so for us, it's like quite a normal day, uh-huh. day of work. I mean, we write so for other people. We, uh, I think, we rarely write songs knowing what's going to end up, what what they'll end up being. You know, so you um, are writing songs. We write songs. I mean, you know, th- th- there would be a, a like last week we had a pitch for the, w- an Indian artist. Yeah. some some guy. What was his name? Al? Uh, I I believe Tiger Tiger Shroof. <laughs> Tiger Shroof. He's actually quite massive. <laughs> massive artist massive in India, and they they requested like ten songs. Yeah. So everyone's like looking in the hard drive, seeing what songs we have. I mean, they don't always get chosen. You know, I mean, if if you send like ten pitches, you get one. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, it keeps, you know, it's a st- it does the studio business, you know, at the end of the day. This is amazing. This is something I've not spoken to you guys about before. And it's something I've really not heard about before. So this is a, this has changed, obviously changed. You're not flying up. We didn't make a big deal about it. And we, had, we got a, pub, we got, we signed a publishing deal. When was it? Which, with, 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 uh, which was right when we finished Tragic, right I, after, I believe. Yeah. Right after we, we finished Tragic, we signed a publishing deal. Nothing major, that route. It's basically people who collect songs from all around the world and pitch them to film, you know, series, other artists and stuff like that, you know. But we didn't stay, you know, saying, oh, we're signed and all this because at the end of the day, it's just it's just work. Yeah. 
you know but this is great <laughs> i mean i'm really i know you say it's just work but it's it's great that during this period when so many people have been hit uh, so massively by the pandemic and 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 obviously artists musicians performers not able to do the large part of what makes them a revenue and an income you guys have found this avenue and you you're doing incredibly well at it i, I mean, mean is, is, is it is it as fun is it as rewarding well uh, firstly abroad the system is is a bit different malta the the industry in malta is a bit too dependent in terms of income on the live you know on actually per live performing i mean people abroad you know live as songwriters for example and they make money just off of writing the songs and you know selling those songs and all that which in Malta, you know, given the sort of size of the of the market, isn't isn't impossible, isn't basically. feasible, you know. So I mean, Malta m musicians make make much of their revenue off of playing gigs, right? Um, well, well, if it's if it's fun or rewarding, um, I think it's there's actually quite it, it's quite a thrill to write songs and have no idea w what they might end up being, you know. I mean, sometimes you're, you're writing a song, you know, which just started as a as a small little you know idea of like three four notes and eventually you're in contact with people because this might be part of a film for example and you're like whoa that was a sort of that was a journey kind of so i personally it's it's you know the, the less i know the better kind of like don't you know let's write songs and not care about what might you know i mean you can to be, be honest, creative nine out of ten songs end up not being used <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't think that we're like you know but <laughs> no no and they, and they end up in our like phones or like you know in our, in our uh, laptops uh, uh, and, and the past year we forget was, about them like I, I think 50 songs yeah, like the past year 50 songs were it's scary when i when i go into my voice notes and i'm like you know i scroll down and i find like little bits which i wrote which I totally forgot about, but that's just the nature. I mean, this is the, uh, you really are educating me and I'm really excited about hearing it. <laughs> what's, the st what's the first, I'm guessing it's different for both of you, uh, but what's the first part? What's the first step or process to writing a song? Do you write ever on your own or is it always together with the rest of the, the, the band? We all write bits and pieces alone, ta. and I don't think we, any one of us has one way of writing. I think Aleandro's a bit more keyboard-based, probably you would start writing a song probably yes so you'd write with the music first. Uh -huh. i think i rarely i mean i guess joe joe for example i'm a bit more like jonas joe sometimes arrives at the studio and he's like I, I was in the car and i sang this line you know i think that that's really the case for me i think i'm more like i you know i was fiddling around and i had i have this riff for example or i mm -hmm. have this chord progression or whatever or i have this rhythm for example but so i guess i'm less vocal based in in my but um I don't know. I was, I was. Um, there, there, there's a quote about about humor, and it's something like, "Don't quote me because it's, it's not exact." But it's like, um, humor is like a frog. Once you dissect it, as in you can dissect it, but if you do, then it's not alive. Something like that. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And I think music is really like you know the same thing. Like, a lot of the times, it's it's just impossible to understand the process, as in of writing, because it's so haphazard it's and it's uh -huh. so. It's so it's not, it's not something you can put your finger on and say this is how it is, and I think it's actually counterproductive to try and <laughs> understand how it is because it's just. But also, and Alejandro does yeah. this, and probably he's not admitting. <laughs> <laughs> as you grow, as as you do it more, you kind of find processes. Uh, you, uh, you yeah, sometimes you can't always. I don't know if you agree, uh, but I, 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 you can't always rely on inspiration because yeah, then yeah. if you need to write, 
you to, to to pay the bills then what are you going to do you're going to stay at home waiting for inspiration yeah. to hit i think i agree we, but then but then you can hear like looking the back you can look at the songs and saying yep. that was the song which yep. came you know yep, that, yep, yep. there was a story behind that song and that song came when i had a deadline for example that. you know i mean they might still one might sound better than the other even you know even the one with the deadline might sound better than the other you but le- you learn huh? you know when when you're listening to it you, personally at least you can you can tell that song you know that wasn't forced kind of but that maybe was a bit more pushed pushed you know pushed. No, okay well then i'm going to kind of ask a question from my point of view um do you guys work well under pressure if the if pressure is applied or do you just i, I love pressure need? no I, i love pressure i need i need pressure and see the the, the, <laughs> the stricter the deadline I think the more fun, actually, because <laughs> you have to, because you can't just, you know, all right, I'll mix it tomorrow or I'll mix it the next week. We've had a you know, we need to, guys, let's have a beer and let's come back, you know. Uh, you I have mean, to be the only people I know that can actually have beer and and, and it still come out <laughs> sounding brilliant, you know. Actually, it probably sound better. <laughs> <laughs> beer improves yeah. your performance. Excellent. Um, for you, uh, Ali, do you work better under pressure or, or do you like to have time just to... Um, no, I think I think I think I've always, you know, preferred pressure. And if there wasn't, I think I've always tried to create it on myself. Which, you know, maybe in terms of the productivity works well, but it can have some ugly side effects as well on yourself. But Obviously. you know, you just keep on keeping on, and you just keep on <laughs> going. I love the fact that you found this um, opportunity uh, or, or was working on this opportunity even before the pandemic. And I love that it has carried you through the pandemic. And I love hearing you talk about your journey through the pandemic. But of course, um, and we've mentioned this before, COVID meant that nobody can play live. And last time I asked you, Pete, mm-hmm. you were saying you miss, miss uh-huh. being on stage. I, I don't think about it as much that uh, anymore because it's like it's a pre i feel like it's a previous life in some way you know what i mean i feel like i had this life for 12 years and it was just you know and then all of a sudden it just stopped and i didn't really you know i didn't really choose for it to stop but it just stopped and then once in a while i see i look at my guitar rack in the living room and i i say yeah you know you haven't played in a while peter you know what i mean because you know it is like I, i'm losing a bit of the motivation to pick up the instrument i write every day i produce every day but since since there's no gigs it's like you know my guitarist side is a bit dormant at the moment because uh-huh. there's no gigs so and there's th- nothing no promise uh, of gigs you know i mean i mean there. i play i play because i i play guitar because i love playing live you know what i mean without that it's like guitar is a tool for me to write you know what i mean and, and to produce and for you ali i mean you obviously you guys no nobody's playing live right now and particularly now with the new measures coming in until april and maybe even beyond that the, the restaurants are not open bars are not open so there is very little opportunity to play live because as much as playing on and streaming online it is great it's not the same it's not no the same it's it's horrible actually not, not the same oh yeah. really it's horrible <laughs> and why, why is it how horrible? long are you gonna do that for? I, mean, I mean you'll do it you once twice people don't people don't tune in basically <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no one's I gonna mean, stay at home I mean, watching a live gig on facebook there was there was the point you know th- there was the beginning where it was it was still something new the idea of you know streaming live gigs kind of so that was a bit exciting for the first month or two but now it's like it's already an, it's an old idea already you know i'm going to ask you both a question before we move on and, and just to wrap up this whole uh, part about the the pandemic and and surviving through the pandemic. 
restaurants closed recently and have offered support. Um, all sorts of areas of, of our society have been offered, who've, who've suffered under the pandemic, have been offered support. Now, you guys can't do anything. You can't do your live performances right now. Do you feel that you were supported enough or have been supported enough? I was quite, to be honest, I, I'm not the type. I'm not the type of person to grumble at each at every single thing. I'm gonna be very honest. Uh, the government gave us like a little wage supplement. To be honest, I was quite happy that they gave us anything at all because at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's not the government's. I'm not. I'm not political, and I'm not sticking up for anyone. I have, you know, absolutely no sides here. But um, I was happy with the with the wage supplement personally. Yeah, it was like six hundred or seven hundred a month. You know, what I mean, at the end of the day. Good for you. Yep, yep. I uh, know. I mean, <laughs> you can't expect. You, what I was mean, the government going to do? You know, I mean, the, the people keep mentioning. Sometimes they compare Malta to to countries like New Zealand uh. or Australia, and they're like, oh, you know, Australia are COVID free because they spent like six months in lockdown." You know, you just, no, you just, you uh, just how they tackled how they tackled how they tackled COVID. I they, I have a lot of um, reservations. Yeah, but but people sort of refer to to the idea of like, but you know, New Zealand are so sort of. Again, just because people compare Malta, for example, to New Zealand in terms of uh, economy, you can never do that kind of. No, I'm just again, as in, uh, there was a lot of support. For example, my my father owns owns a cafeteria, so it's like a you know a family run business. So we we and and he had to close down and all that, and he found a lot of help sort of from the government. And if it wasn't for that, I mean, you know, th that's the only income. Sort people of the grumble. Family, people so. grumble too much. People. Yeah, you know. On I, on I the one hand, on the one hand, people grumble too much, and on the other hand, there's also this. I feel like there's this culture now which is growing where, um, if you complain about things in Malta, and you know, you you, you complain logically and with you know, you have your own ar structured arguments, people constantly tell you, you know, you're you're whining and you're uh, and all that, which isn't isn't also a, you know. On the one hand don't complain and sort of be appreciative but on the on the other hand you know y you need to sort of complain about what needs to be complained about kind of 100%. wise words 100%. wise words going back bring bringing that back to the positivity back to the to the music scene there seemed to be an optimism at the beginning of the year with lots of musicians releasing new music um and even in the past weeks oxygen at the same time as you came out with new music as well um judging by the amount of people getting in touch with me right now there's a lot of new music coming out as well so it's been it's kind of we we launched into 2021 and there's not been just good music there's been phenomenal music like like the track that you've just brought out so what changed what changed as we went into 2021 are we going to continue on this optimistic upturn um i'm feeling like 2021 is a bit slightly worse in in terms of the vibe of people than 2020 because i feel people have really uh, have like had enough of it now what do you, what do you guys think yeah well I'm, I'm not feeling a lot of optimism in general from from people the general personally. public well um <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even quite sure like what, what what to feel anymore and how people feel anymore because obviously um it's been too long and you know people are like well i've got people tell you like I'm, I'm used to it now and it's like this is the new normal but in reality no one no one really I, I believe like no one really got used to it um everyone's like you know kind of improvising um, in terms of the music well 
um i think you know people were just spending a lot you know the artists and the writers were spending a lot more time inside and you know when you're writing a lot a lot of songs inevitably they're just going to become better because you're you know if, if you write one song a week versus 10 songs a week you know the more you write the more the more you understand and the more you can compare you're like now i have 10 songs i wrote 10 songs this week and i seem to prefer that one out of those 10 what what's mm. happening in that one which makes me prefer it over the other nine so i think the more you know people were spending more time inside they were writing more and i think i guess people are more in touch with themselves and what what you know what constitutes their art and they were they could sort of tell now what's what's making their songs better i guess 2021 is gonna have a lot of good songs for sure yeah and that's what i because of 2020 yes and that w- that's because they they were written in 2020 and now they're just gonna start getting released you know? basically yeah. You know, and I think it's good for the music industry, nah, right? There, there's the whole like 10,000 hour idea, you know, the idea that you have to spend 10,000 hours doing something to become sort of the master at it. And Ed Sheeran had know. said you need to write a hundred good, it's uh, the same one as Ed Sheeran. Well, you need to write a hundred good songs to start writing good ones, basically. So, yeah, I think the level actually improved. But you guys are way, way past writing a hundred songs. You guys have been <laughs> have been together. I mean, you guys have been together since the beginning of time. Um, yes. What I would say, I know that you were dri- drive nineteen ninety three drive before. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> oh, that is cool. a long time. That would be cool. Let's yeah, that would be super cool. <laughs> Some of us can remember nineteen ninety three. But uh, <laughs> you first hit the music scene way even before Red Electric with with Drive. You've been together. You've been together as a team it doesn't feel like that long though to be honest 2005 eh? 16 years no that's 2005 has it been drive 2005 no, me and Devan have been together since 2005 me and Devan so your family Maybe I'm, I'd like to think so tell <laughs> me tell me you, you guys have, have gone through this whole journey together somebody recently uh, introduced me to this concept that some of our memories are nice and some of them are hardwired and they are the memories that will live with you for the rest of your life. So if you were both, each of you, to pick a, me- a moment or three or four moments as Red Electric that are hardwired, those amazing memories that just will be with you until your dying day, what are they? <laughs> like one, there's one, so many. Well, there's so many, but one memory we always, whenever it's mentioned, we always like, you know, crack this big smile is th- that night in LA when it was like the first week we got there and the jet lag was crazy and you know we all we were meant to meet someone at like i think it was like 7 p.m or like 8 p.m la time obviously and we all slept and woke up uh, uniformly all woke up at like 3 a.m somehow and we were all like in the kitchen and like you're up i'm up too and joe you know, joe was cooking like english breakfast at like 3 4 a.m and we're like gonna take a week to you know fix this because we're we slept at eight and now we're up at three and that was you know it was well there's again there's, there's, there's so many there's, there's so, so i mean again electric turns 13 in september yeah 13 huh uh-huh. the, re- the name red electric so then obviously there's the before that and uh, but it doesn't feel like it's been that long i, I don't feel like red electric has become like an I feel that we ki- we try to reinvent ourselves in each in each album, so that keeps us. I think kept us not feeling like it's been, you know, without a shadow of a doubt. That's, that's how I feel. That's how I feel, honestly. Because if I feel that it's become the second, I personally feel that it's become some, uh, you know, 
I would personally like, all right, guys, you know, it's time to <laughs> it's time to call it a day. But then you you, 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 I mean? you come and come right off the bat and then come out with a whopper like <laughs> like the your, your most recent track with Destiny, which is just flown and had so many good reviews. But Peter, there must be a memory. There must be something that's hardwired <laughs> that you're like, I just that's uh, that's such a red electric moment for me. On the spot, let me ju- let me let me say let me say two. One with with the, f- the previous lineup and one with the new lineup. With the new lineup, it's b- it was when we went to Los Angeles in 2018. We had just met Joe, and it was like a great bonding experience. We had this nice house, you know. Like it was cool. We went to do a tattoo all together. You know what I mean? It was just great. You went to do a tattoo together. Yeah, we all did something small. LA, LA, LA oriented. Eh? It was w- like. Where are these tattoos? We'll show you after, <laughs> after, after the interview. After the I can't sh- I'm <laughs> we might I can't need to use the private room. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, mine's actually very, very reachable because mine's here. So it's just like... It's just a like wrist a, tattoo. A, yeah, you have a wrist tattoo like me. Skyline. Excellent. Um, and and with, with, with Matt, uh, probably when we did Joseph Kalea the first time, when we did the Joseph Kalea concert the first time, there's a, f- there's a clip of Matthew tearing up at the end. And when I see it, it also gets me emotional because it was, you know, it was like 20, 30 K people and it was a very good, we were played in the encore. So they left us for the last, it was good. that was, um, I think my favorite moment with the previous That's setup. That's amazing. Yep, yep, yep. Last question for you guys. Uh, you've gone out this, uh, this year with, already started the year with this massive, massive track. Um, uh, mistake, which is is as I said, receiving so many good reviews and just so much respect. And of course, he, you've gone out with a collaboration with a, as you mentioned yourself, Peter, an incredibly talented artist. What else can we expect? Do you know what Red Electric is going to be doing this year, or is it just going with the flow? No, we have loads of stuff planned. I'm okay, tell me, tell me, <laughs> tell me. I need. I'm, I'm meeting Pete tomorrow. That's planned. <laughs> Other than that, <laughs> no, 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 no. There, there are. We have, we have, we have, we have a qu- we're quite set actually for the next two years. To be honest, with with ideas, hundred percent. Obviously, part of the fun is how you announce them. So unfortunately, we'll have to keep you a bit in the dark for now. Thanks. Sorry. Thanks. But you'll be the first to know as usual. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. You know I'm always cheering you on. You always keep coming out with these amazing surprises. And obviously this last track uh, mistake was definitely not a mistake. It was a fantastic surprise. Congratulations on that. And I will be listening out to find out what's coming up next. But until then, thank you very, very much. And wishing you all the very, very best. Thank Thank you you for your time. Thank you so much for having us.